Hello and welcome to another episode of Not Your Normal Books. My name is Kalen. How are you guys doing today? Um, I kind of want you guys' input on this. So I'm thinking of doing kind of a uh, contest in a way. Because I know you guys might be tired of there being no intro music because... The person who was supposed to make me the intro music never did. Um, So I'm thinking of asking you guys if you guys can think of a good... Well, no, I'm not thinking I am. If you guys can think of a good intro, like intro music, whatever, make it, send it to me. And if I pick it, not only will that be played every episode, but... I am also going to do something else for you guys. I have not fully decided yet. I believe what I'm going to do is... what One of the things that I'm thinking of doing is... If I pick, if you guys do a theme song for me and I pick it, I'm probably going to ask... Well, not I'm probably. I'm going to ask you what your favorite restaurant is. Get you a gift card and have dinner on me. So that's just a little something. And plus, I, I, I think it would be a nice way to say thank you. Um, but yeah, if you guys want like full-on contest with this, we'll see how it goes. Um, and you guys can just send it to the email. I don't know if you can do it over Instagram, though. I don't know. Um anyway, yeah, let's, let's give this a whirl. Um, so lately I've been, I've been going through, I finished all the books in the series. We're going to be starting book number four. Then we'll be on book number five for the next episode. So I have been going through my books to be read list. Now, my books to be read list is a on a notebook where I have majority of because it's a it's a uh, three subject notebook where I have the majority of two of these subjects. Well, I got one full of the subjects filled, and I've got. I think I've only got like 10 pages of the second subject left. And then the third one I use for um, books for the podcast. So so I put more books on there yes or it was yesterday or the day before. <laughs> And I'm just like, oh, God, what am I doing? Because I am just adding more and more and more to read, which is which is fine. I'm okay with it because I have found some very interesting books lately. Um, I've been, I've read uh, ones based around sports, hockey. Surprisingly, I really really enjoyed the books that were based around hockey I don't know hockey I don't understand hockey I've I've been to one hockey game and it was a college game 
did not fully understand how the game is played, but I there I, I can already tell you there's no way I'd be able to play it because you have to have such good hand-eye coordination to do this. I mean, my hand-eye coordination, it's it's okay. I it was a lot better when I played softball, but I have not played softball in 14 years. Jesus. Um, and surprisingly, so I actually had a tutor. I had tutors all the way from first grade all the way to fifth grade because I had trouble with understanding material in school. And it wasn't really until... I started to really get into reading more and more that soon everything clicked and I fully understood what was going on. But one of my tutors, it was to work. I had, I had atrocious handwriting as a child. Like it was, it's gotten better, but it, it was bad. And so it all dealt with basically my hand-eye coordination So I literally had a tutor for like two years to work on just my hand-eye coordination. And and I, I, I do not remember this woman's name to save my life. I remember what she looked like vaguely. I, I remember the color of her hair. It was brown. I don't remember her facial features all that well. I do not remember her name, even though she was like a tutor for me for like three years. Um, But, okay, so back to hockey. But just the hand-eye coordination in hockey that you need to be able to, one, Follow the puck, make sure you hit the puck, and everything else, especially the goalie. Holy fuck. It was some of the most entertaining thing that I have read in a while. Now, I've read books about football. I've read about soccer, uh, baseball. Um... I've even read ones about NASCAR, which was okay. Not, it wasn't all that bad. Um, I am not a huge NASCAR person or NASCAR fan myself. My brother used to be. Uh, he still is. He still has his favorite driver. But I hated NASCAR. I I liked it when we first started watching it. I was probably like... 10 when we got into NASCAR and then we kind of like fell out of it, but my brother still watches it. But the thing that used to take me off about my brother watching NASCAR was this more than anything. So we'd be in the house, we'd be watching NASCAR and I would be reading something. My brother have NASCAR on, but he'd have the volume up to like, 40. So it's 
blaring at us like we're in the fucking ra- like we're at the fucking race ourselves, right? And I'm just like, there's no reason for this to be up that fucking high. And I'm just like, why do you need it this high? Uh, literally, you're they're just going around in circles. The the best part of the race is when someone gets into a when when there's a crash. As as bad as that sounds, that is the best part of a NASCAR race. That and watching how fast they are in the pit stops, that is some talent right there. If you can get all four tires changed, fill up the gas, and then pull that sheet that's on the windshield off in under like a minute and a half, amazing. But, but I, so back to books. So read NASCAR, baseball, soccer, football. I have not come across a lacrosse yet or a rugby. Rugby would be interesting. I don't, I've seen rugby play. Don't understand rugby one bit either. Um, that's a book I'll have to find. Anyway, um, but hockey is so interesting because they can go because the author went into not only kind of went into this is what they play, this is how they play. So it was a very very interesting, and it and it brought a little bit of understanding, not a whole bunch, but a little bit. Um, I I actually had my so the first time I ever got drunk, I was a freshman in college. I didn't drink at all in high school. I wasn't part of the popular group. I was invited to a few parties, but I never went because I was so afraid of getting kicked off of whatever sports team I was on. But, um, but so freshman in college got drunk for the first time. We were over at one of our teammates' apartments, and she invited um, some of the hockey players from Kent over. I don't know if this dude was hitting on me or not, because I was like, I didn't really have all that much to drink, but since it was the first time drinking, like it did not take anything at all. So, he's telling me that hockey and soccer are basically the same thing. And I'm just like, are you stupid? No, they're not. I mean, they kind of, just the formation of the playing is very similar. I think is what he was getting at. And I just did not believe him. And I called him an idiot. Or stupid. I called him something. But I don't know if I got... So so I said I read sports books. I don't know if I said this yet, but uh, lately I've been reading mafia books. And some are good, some are not. There's, there's one that I tried to read the other day, and it was basically this girl becomes the head of... Not the head of the household, but she becomes like... Um, she becomes this, this person's personal assistant, takes care of the household, and it's kind of just like the boss giving whiplash of, 
yelling at her, hitting on her, yelling, hitting, yelling. And, and it was, it's just that back and forth I did not like. Because I'm just like, I don't, I don't know. It was, it was, it was weird. Uh, I ended up only getting like maybe six or so chapters into it before I'm just like, I can't do this. It was, it was getting interesting, but just the whole back and forth thing, I, it, it, it ruined it for me. Um, now that I've talked your ear off about anything that's inconsequential, uh, we are going to get into our book. So the book that we have today is Echo of Darkness by Kristen Bennett. Our characters are Sawyer, Xander, Jasper, Elijah, Vincent, Quinn, James, Director Thompson, uh, Dina D'Angelo, Triad, Axel, and Charlie. So the team had, they'd just gotten back from the Amazon. And her and Quinn are in a very good place in their relationship. And, and that's fantastic. But things have kind of dwindled to a stop with Elijah. And... He, and, and I get kind of where he's coming from. Now, remember his last full-on relationship he had. Uh, so he had it with Taylor, who would end up being murdered. Now, he does not want to go to another funeral of someone that he loves. And, and he's... He's admitting that he's in love with Sawyer. But she's constantly throwing herself in these dangerous situations to where he doesn't know if he can handle it. And, and it's completely understandable. So we've come to the month of December. Now, the month of December is... Not a good month for um, for Sawyer. On uh, she tells the team that on Christmas Eve, um, Henry was killed, and it, during that entire month, she usually goes in a very depressive state. So the guys are just like, you know what, we're going to be doing a whole bunch of different things just to keep your mind off of everything. Now, I, I said that Elijah's also is, is kind of contemplating and backing off with his relationship with Sawyer. And Jasper is kind of the same way. Because he's just no longer feeling useful to her. Like before he had his purpose not uh, of helping her through the nightmares. But now that she has Sombra, her um, animal bond. If you remember, Sombra is a black jaguar. 
Um, she like he feels like he no longer needs her because Sombra's the one who goes in and pulls her out of the nightmare before it gets to be too much. And and Jasper and and Elijah they find common ground in this and they both confide in and one of the reasons why their relationship has kind of taken the back burner with Sawyer now. I, I don't want to say I totally understand, but no matter what, when you're with someone, you want to feel useful in some way. Like, you want to feel like you're helping them. And he just doesn't feel like he is anymore. So the guys all decide that they're going to do dates now. Elijah is the one who has a first date with her. And he's just like, well, well, we'll just go as friends. And like at first you see Sawyer very excited about going on a date with Elijah. But then he says, we're just going to go as friends. And it kind of just like she pulls back a little bit because like she doesn't even know exactly how to go on with things uh with them now but later he changes it and says hey we'll play it by ear we'll figure this out or it changes it and he's just like we'll do what you want to do and she says that we'll play it by ear because she doesn't even know where they stand either and she doesn't want to push him into something that he might not want to do now, Elijah is trying to get a um, reservation into this restaurant. Now, he has a contact with a, by a man named Rogers, and he gets everything set up to where they're going to go eat at this restaurant. Then afterwards, they're going to go to this club. And at first, everything's fine. Everything's going very smoothly between... Elijah and Sawyer, uh, they're getting back on track to kind of how they were beforehand. Dinner goes great. When they're at the club, that's when everything turns to shit. Because someone out Sawyer as Shadow. And it causes this huge uproar of... Basically, everyone wanting her in jail, everyone wanting her dead, everything. Like, all of this just slowly working itself into almost like a mob mentality of if, if the government's not going to do anything about it, we are. So they, the rest of the guys, they get a hold of James and they're all trying to do damage control while Elijah and Sawyer are trying to safely make it back to the house. One of the things that they have to tell James is that they are all in a relationship with her and James is going to keep that to himself because if that ends up getting out in the rest of the, um, WMC or 
the oh crap um i'm trying to remember what group they're in it's not the imas it's the it's not coming to me but basically if anyone else in their department found out that they were together the entire team would be broken up so now that's all out. Everyone's trying to get into the new swing of things, which means no one's allowed to leave the property. Jasmine and Sawyer, they're still planning on going on a date with each other, so they just go for a picnic on the property. And Sawyer kind of, during this date, Sawyer puts him on the spot of what's going on with you. Why are you pulling back and and he and basically just tells him to stop being an idiot so he's just like look i have something to tell you you may or may not like it but here it is he tells her he's a virgin and then she's just like that doesn't matter we'll go as fast or as slow as you want so they end up going back to the house where they go up to a room and they watch movies but he leaves um, after the movies, he leaves, he goes back to his room, but in the dream, he goes back to her, so they start fooling around, but she's pulled out of it when she feels Sombra basically pulling on her consciousness, and, and she's just like, something's not right, wake everyone up, and have them come up to my room, and thankfully, Sombra was able to do this, and also, like, so they don't, so her and Sombra, they don't communicate with words, but kind of with feelings in a way. Um, but she gets the impression that Sombra wants her to stay sleeping, or and she just acts like she's sleeping, but she is able to sublimate the right when a blade is or a knife is coming towards her meant to meant to stab her now she finds out that it is a member of the triad a man named Nassim who is trying to kill her so the triad is made up of three assassins and they all hit at the same time. You never know who the other two targets are going to be until the next morning. So she starts running after him. They catch up, but then she realizes she does not have any weapons on her whatsoever. Everyone is far behind her. No one's going to get there in time if it does become a fight. And she knows that if she does get into a fight, she's going to lose. Now, one of the things that the triad can do that not I don't think anyone else can do is that they can, how every other magi, how they can kind of not bleed or every other magi can will bleed magic out of them that's kind of how you find someone what the triad are able to do is they are able to cloak their magic in a way and that 
really the only way that you would be able to find them is if you actually put out feelers and found a, a void in all of it. And the only reason that um, Soria was able to be woken up by Sombra is because the assassin got close enough to Sombra for her to be able to smell him. And if Sombra was not able to do that, they both would have been dead. She lets Nassim go. And, I mean, the team isn't happy that she chased after him. But she was able to get a little bit of information. Not enough to really go on anything. So it comes out that the other two marks were um, WMC council members. And it just stuns everyone because it has been years since they were out without a foot with when there wasn't a full council. So Sawyer and the guys, along with all their animal bonds, are taking are taking a portal to New York where they end up staying with James in his condo. Now they are no longer able to go back to the house in Georgia because that was supposed to be a place where no one knew the location. But now that the location's out and assassins know where it is, they are no longer able to stay there. So while they stay with James, um, Director Thompson is putting together a team. Well, he's getting all the members of the... Um, I really wish I could remember what the initials for their kind of like department is. And it is not coming to me and I don't think I wrote it down. But basically, in this entire department, the director of it is making different teams of who's focusing on what. And he put Sawyer in charge of catching the triad. And nobody likes us, but she's the only one with knowledge of all of these different assassins. And they're just like, she has to remind them, the only reason that you guys caught me was a coincidence. The only way that you're going to catch these guys is if you think like an assassin, which none of them can do. They all think with a cop mentality where but with Sawyer, she's got a different perspective on it, which and that perspective is very helpful. She used to be one of them. She has turned a whole new leaf, but she knows the way that the triad's going to think and everything else. And when they lay a trap, they're going to be able to, to be able to catch it because she's thinking more of what would an assassin do. Now, they move all of the members, all the remaining members of the WMC into two different buildings. 
And Sawyer is having all these different people guard. Now, IMAS is brought in to help. If you remember, they are the basically the military branch of the Magi. And how Sawyer does this, where she makes, where her and the guys are taking the night shift. Now, Jasper and Vincent, they are working on a totally different thing. Um, they are not with them, with the rest of the team in guarding the, uh, the council members. They are basically looking into who could have um, set this up in a way. When Sawyer does this, she makes sure that on the night, on the night shift in the building that she and the rest of the guys are protecting has a weak spot because that is the where that is where the triad is going to hit. So she stations herself there along with Quinn, Xander, and Elijah. And it, it takes a couple nights, but then all three of the triad are there, and that's when Zoya realizes she is the target. None of the council members, but it's her. So they get into a chase. Now, they are able to detain one member of the triad. And I cannot remember the name of this individual. It might have been Nassim that they got. But I don't think it is. But Sawyer and Elijah, they take off after the other two. The two members of the triad, they hop into an SUV and they and they start taking off. Sawyer and Elijah hop into their SUV. Sawyer's driving and they're just chasing them. And they realize that the triad had a getaway driver, which means they're not working alone. And it seems like every all their jo- all their jobs are being rushed now. Because normally you would want to wait, gather more intel before you went after the same target again. But so Sawyer and Elijah, they they are gaining on this SUV, but then a shield is thrown up and they're going so fast that they don't have enough time to break. And neither Sawyer or Elijah are wearing seatbelts. Now, they're able to decelerate a little bit, but not enough. Now, they hit this shield so fast. Now, when I say shield, like, I'm going to reference yet again, um, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. So if you'd seen that at the end of the movie, close to the end of the movie, when they're at the train station and you have all the wizards of the, um, 
Is it like the... The uh, American Ministry of Magic. I'm trying to think of what their call, what their, their acronym is, and I cannot remember. Um, but basically, when they're just they're basically putting up like a, a huge shield around the train station so nothing else can be can either come in, go out, anything like that. So I'm gonna guess it looks something similar to that, but with enough force that shield can break. Now they hit this head on almost full speed of they're going they're going over a hundred miles an hour. Soria is able to sublimate herself, so she's not completely injured, but Elijah he goes full force through that windshield. And once Sawyer is able to kind of get get aware of where she is she sees Elijah and she her automatic thought is he's not moving she runs over to him she has no healing ability they don't have anyone with them with healing abilities and she's yelling at him that he can't leave her she needs him and that she loves him and all these people around her are what what we do in modern day when there's some sort of accident we record so people are recording her it's all going viral and which which works in their favor just showing that shadow has a heart um, but they're both taken to the hospital and while at the hospital, they see Charlie and Charlie's helping, um, basically keep Elijah alive with his healing abilities. Xander goes to help as well. And Elijah's going to make a full recovery. Now, James is with them, and James had let it slip about an invitation that Vincent got from the jail of Axel wanting him to visit. And the team wants to know why um, Vincent never said anything, and he goes, because the reason I found... The night that I found out was the night that Sawyer's identity leaked. And he's just like, I don't even want to fucking go so you can just drop it. Now they're thinking of what to do and kind of how... The... And how everything came into play. So Sawyer's so all good to leave the hospital, and she has a plan to go see 
I want to say it's Dina, Dina D'Angelo, because they think that the person who hired the triad is a member of the council. And when they go and see her, they see her, she's got her two nephews with her, and one of them has the ability of future sight or prophecy, and had said something to Sawyer when they first met, which is, don't wear your mask. You'll need it later. If you wear it now, it'll break. So in this meeting, um, they're talking to D'Angelo, and it goes well. It goes really good. And she th- and she thinks she knows the person who had hired the triad. So she tells them that the man that they put into, and as like the head chair said that he was up, that he was going to put up a special election to find two new members, and that he canceled that trying and, and only and putting himself at the higher power and leaving it there. And James thinks that she, that since. D'Angelo had now talked to them that she is a target. So he stays with her for protection. So they need to find evidence before they can go public with this. Like any anything else, you always have to find evidence. And so they decided, you know what, we're gonna go to we're gonna go to the councilman headquarters. We're gonna go and try to find something there. But they can't enter because the head of the council, who is Councilman Suarez, uh, isn't letting anyone in the building. And here's the weird thing. So a guard had told them outside the building that they weren't letting anyone in for safety reasons. They end up do getting in. And there is not a single guard inside the building not one they're all stationed out you would think if you were doing something for your own protection of keeping yourself in a building by yourself you would have guards stationed with you if you were that i'm trying to think of the word and it's not coming to me um holy fuck Paranoid. If you were that paranoid that you thought your life was in danger, not only would you have guards outside the building, but in the building around you as well. Now, when they get up to Suarez's office, they find him with none other than Nassim and also the getaway driver, the IMPO agent. He's a special agent. That's what it's called, IMPO. Now, this agent also believes that having only one person in power is a great thing. And Vincent's just like, you know, that is a very axle way of thinking. So a fight ensues after Suarez sends Nassim after Thompson. So once they're there, they tell Axel that he... His plans with the with the council had failed, and that this is them saying goodbye. And Axel gets angry, and Sawyer knows this isn't his usual normal. He's usually 
Sawyer's going after Nassim. Vincent and Jasper take care of both the special agent, which Vincent kills. No, Jasper kills. And they take Suarez into custody. Now, while Vincent was fighting the special agent, he was stabbed, which, which then Jasper took out his gun, started shooting at the agent, breaking his shield, and then killing the agent. He's able then to call 911. Sawyer gets to Thompson first, or at least she thinks she does. But during the fight, she's able to get the upper hand on Nassim and cuff him. Now, these are also the special cuffs that you are able to... It's not bind, but... Um, basically, they're the cuffs that you put on where you can't use any of your magic. So while they're waiting on backup to arrive, Sawyer tells Thompson about her relationship with the guys... And he, Thompson also gets a phone call telling him how the other member of the triad had come after D'Andolo. James was able to get them to safety, but both James and the assassin are dead. Um, before James died, he was able to kill the assassin. Thompson tells Sawyer that James is dead. But as she's hearing this, she sees Vincent being taken out in a stretcher. So she runs down to where they are and Jasper tells her, tells her what had happened. And he sees on her face that something else had happened. And she tells him that James is dead. So everyone is at the hospital and they know that the case is closed. What they don't know yet is about James. The first person besides Jasper to find out is Xander. And the news slowly breaks. I'm like, Jasper is holding him up while Xander just completely breaks down. And Sawyer goes in and tells the rest of the team, because Elijah is still on heavy doses of pain medicine, because Elijah's still in the hospital. He's still healing. And he's just not fully feeling anything just yet since he's so doped up. So Xander's able to kind of knock him out. Quinn breaks down as well on his knees, holding on to Sawyer as he cries. And Vincent comes into the room, basically barking at all of the healers, saying that he can walk himself, everything else. And he comes into the room, he kind of sees everyone breaking down, and he's just like, what happened? And he's then told that James died. And he breaks silently, but then starts to make a phone call to Thompson. And Thompson tells him, go to James's condo and just relax there. You're all off the case. Now since it's closed, but we need you to stay in New York. So they're at the condo and they're all going through grief differently. Uh, Jasper is making sure that everyone has everything. Vincent is basically working himself to the bone. Um, 
Elijah is, is in a wheelchair uh, due to his injuries. And he's just, they're all just kind of all over the place with their emotions. And it's making December even harder for Sawyer because not only is she grieving Henry's death, but now she's grieving James's as well. And she didn't know James all that well, but she had gotten to know him recently and, and liked him. Now, they have the TV going on, and they're saying that James is a hero, and she starts to wonder, why are you only called a hero when you've died in the line of action? And it's something that, it really rings true, because a lot of the times, people, you hear people being called a hero more when they die in the line of duty than anything else. And and it does get you to think. Vincent decides that he's going to go to the jail to visit his brother, which is fine. But Sawyer says, I'm going with you. And they kind of bicker about it, but she kind of shuts that down. And they both think that Axel had something to do with it, even though he's in prison. He doesn't think with his, like, he doesn't show his emotions all that much or and Sawyer tells him that she's not coming back because she's getting pardoned for her crimes and Axel yells at her that she was supposed to die and he slams his both of his fists into the table and the table dents now not a small dent like caves in dents and they're just like something's not right and it's Sawyer who gets it first. And she's yelling, Missy, where is Axel? Axel's not in the prison! Missy, who she killed in the first book, is somehow alive. And in the, and, and in the place of Axel. And they realize... He's been out for a month. Axel got jumped in prison, and that's when him and Missy did the switch. So it's a day that Sawyer gets the pardon, but when her, when her and the entire team head to the WMC headquarters, Sawyer is told that she's not getting her pardon, and but she will when she finds Axel and kills him. None of the team is happy about this because she Sawyer knew from the start this was going to happen. She knew as soon as they realized that Axel was out in the open that the council was going to use her as their as their assassin and we end this book with with a chapter all about axel now he's at his new home and we won't find out where that is until the next book
but he knows that the council is going to send Vincent and Sawyer after him. He is also told that Missy has agreed to what's going to happen and that she knows he isn't going to go back to visit her. So he starts to get things in place and he gets focused on their next goal. And that, my friends, is the end of book four. Holy fucky fuckity fuck. Now... Can we talk about Missy being alive? Like, first off, how? Because I, 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 like, when I read this, I was just like, wait, 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 wait. And I went back into the first book, and I'm just like, yes, Missy, Missy's dead. But after the wreckage, they never found her body. So... It's a huge, huge, huge mindfuck here. And it's... It's one of those where you're trying to think of... How? Also, Axel's on the loose. Has been for a month. And no one knew. No one in the prison knew. It, it it blows my mind. Um, this book has so many ups and downs. With Elijah almost dying. With Vincent almost dying. With James dying. It's so much to take in but you are just on a emotional roller coaster during this entire book you think everything is going one way but then it goes another way and it's it's one of like this is a brilliantly done series because you are constantly battling your your own emotions during it you are literally either screaming in your head or out loud about something. It's oh, it it's it's a series to where it's so good that you get frustrated with it because. All these different twists and turns and everything else, you're just, you're you're frustrated that you can't figure out what's going on until you get the entire picture. Like with with the triad, you're thinking, okay, what's going on with this? How did they know where to find her? Only certain people know where she is, and then you find out it's a council member, and you're just like, did not see that coming. It's because my first thought was it's got to be D'Angelo. That was my first thought because she has already come out saying that she doesn't like Sawyer. Yeah, she changed her tune after um, the Amazon. But it's, I don't know, it's, there's just so much. And then Sawyer's identity being leaked 
and her basically no longer having a somewhat normal life anymore. It's it's a lot to take in. And this there's just so much. So so fucking much. You're automatically thinking to yourself what's going to happen next? What turn are we going to take? Who are we going to lose next? And you're thinking and all of these different things are running through your mind. And I think that's what makes this such a great series because you're constantly thinking what's going to happen next? What hoops are my emotions going to go through? What imaginary character or not imaginary, but what character am I going to yell, don't do that? Or how? Or why? I, I, I literally cannot say enough that this series is fucking phenomenal. Alright, well, we have reached the end. So, you guys can find me on social media. On Instagram and Twitter at Not Your Normal Books Podcast. You can also email me at uh, Not Your Normal Books at gmail.com. You guys can email me or hit me up on Instagram with any of your book recommendations, any thoughts or feelings on the books, any questions you guys have. Um, please. As always, please write or subscribe, rate, and review. Every little bit helps me. Um, I believe that is it. Next week is the final book that we will have. And after that, we get to pick our new series. So I will see you guys all next week.